Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park CrimeCon 2021, uh, a couple of days ago, Fran and I attended a premiere for a show called Bosch. The open bar was fantastic. The show was a show. But after we finished the show, uh, we ran into a guy outside, and he was talking. We, he, the, uh, tr- let me try to phrase it the best I can before I introduce you. So he, uh, we started talking about, he asked if we had heard of the missing and murdered women, and I went, Oh, of Juarez, Mexico? And he, and he went, no, I thought you were going to think I was talking about the indigenous women who are missing and murdered in the United States. And I said, oh, so you're not talking about that either? And then he proceeded to tell me about something, a, lo- a little bit of what he's going to go in today. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Jordan Scher yep. of the RA Private Investigation and Security Incorporated Company. Uh, Jordan, before we get into what you're talking about, I have two questions I would love to know. What got you into being a private in- investigator? Uh, is that the proper term, by the way? Pri- pri- are you a private, private investigator? investigator? Yeah, the legal term, I guess, is I have a private detective license. So okay. Just to be, you know, just to be by the book, I sure. guess. But yeah, sure. I go, I go by PI, whatever. Um, you know, so yeah, what got me into it? Uh, what I'm getting primarily more into now is in-depth investigations because I, I feel like the, the clearance rate is just too low. Yeah. And that's what we're going to get into a little bit today. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's an incentive to, uh, there, there's just something in the air. There's something yeah. in the air, and, I, and I'm from Chicago. That's where my company is, and, yes. and I, I just think there's something where there's no deterrent. People aren't, they aren't, they aren't afraid, you know, to uh, act a fool, right? For sure, um, yeah. So, and that's, on, and, I, and I guess I've just, as the year's grown, again, part of it was because of, you know, my mistrust and my bad experiences with, you know, with the system. But, uh, you know, having said that, let me give a clear disclaimer. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, uh, you know, pro blue, as they, as they say, you know, very, sure. uh, you know, but I also, I'm, I'm, I try to walk that ob- objective line, you yeah, know, sure. it, it, it's, objectivity uh, is key. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, there's, <clears throat> so that, that's, a, you know, so that's, that's a lot of what kind of brought me into it was those, those experiences, but also just getting a feel for, I guess it's just people, man, just filling people out yeah. and, and as the years went on and, and just studying and being interested in the psychology of, of people and why why some deviate and some don't, you, know? Why, you know what I mean? And, and so, and then that just further just kept growing and my interest in, in feeling uh, my understanding of, of uh, criminology and, uh, uh, and, and learning how the, a lot of that starts with, with victimology, right? Working from the, the, the victims out because they usually more often than not knew their perpetrator on some level yeah. some way shape or form 
um, whether it be by proximity or by six degrees of separation or what have you, you know. So I don't know. That's it. Just kind of grew, and then and I. You know, I just want to explore it more and more. So I, I think I gave a long-winded answer. I don't know if I answered. Oh yeah, your you question. answered it. Okay. I mean, but uh, uh, <clears throat> as far as the skills that you described, would you say that? Do you feel like you always had those skills, and then going down this lane, honed them, or is it something that you picked up as your? It's right actually in the field? a wonderful question. Uh, it's it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Yes. Like I feel like most people they would say what they do, their career chose them in a lot of ways, sure. and so I, I do feel like it's like that. I. I'm a you know man of man of faith, if you will. I don't. I'm not a religious person, sure. but I, you know, I do believe there's a big man in the sky, right, looking sure. out, so to speak. Um, and and I do believe that I look back at some of these synchronicities, if you will, you know, to, you know, to Carl, Carl Jung, if you're familiar, um, that they just kind of add up. And I'm like, wait, that's this too coincidental, you know? I yeah, feel sure. Like there's something bigger at play here. So yeah, it's it's some it's, call it fate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so that doesn't mean I look back on everything and I'm like I'm very proud I did that. No, there's yeah. definitely some I'm very not, you know. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, you're you're where you're supposed to be. And so yeah, it's I, I think this chose me, but I do think the more the more I harness it and, and hone in, and I'm always you know I'm always doing con- continuing education here at CrimeCon. It's been amazing, you know, just the networking I've done, the for people sure. I reached out to, and you know I'm gonna be getting further into into death investigations and not so much just criminal defense which I, I still care about uh wrongful convictions of, of course is something you know very i guess near and dear to my heart but yes. i really think more so if i could just make a living yeah purely 100 percent of the time working cold cases man i would love that and it looks yeah. like it might be kind of going that direction based on networking here so well, i mean that, you, so there's awesome. never going to be a shortage of work yeah yeah sadly unfortunately you know and and that's why you know in, in a sense and i hate to say it but it's almost like i I'm blessed in a sense to be in Chicago, you know, the work, the work, the way the work's come at me Yeah. and my only my second year of business, you know, I, uh, I was, I got my license in uh, January of 2020. Right. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Was so, that pandemic related or, or like, no, were you just like changing it up? No, just, no, just, uh, I mean, I was working in the field. You have to get three years experience in, in the field. Right. Okay. Um, I had my experience and done a lot of, you know, off, done the gambit you know done a lot of nightclub security event security so that led into more uh you know personal privatized security you know i i guess you would call it executive protection um without the firearms basically um i'd done a lot of work for a lot of celebrities and things in that in that realm and then i just was kind of burnt out on it you know it was it's great tip money you know for those of you out there that have never done it and you want you know so but it was just inconsistent and it wasn't what i really wanted and i was I, I was still working in for the, uh, you know, three, three different agencies I worked for in Chicago. And it was all just about building my experience. And I was realizing as I went that this is what I got. I went down this road for this reason. You know, yes. I want to go with, with what, I, what it is I want to do. And actually, the pandemic for me, I was busy, man. You know, everyone yeah. says, like, hey, I'm a just lot watching of Netflix. Were. Yeah. And, and I'm but like, there no, also, I'm working. There, <laughs> there were also some people that were like, you know what? Uh, I was a toll booth worker. That job doesn't exist anymore. Right. I'm going to become an accountant. Yes. You know, like, and yeah, it, yeah. some people have provided a, a new, a good new beginning, yeah, exactly. right? You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. they never thought of before. It's you like know? It, it forced you to make that, take that leap that you've been scared to, Maybe to take. Maybe find out your inner self that you were ignoring. I don't know. Yeah. Was, you know, so yeah, honestly. So yeah. that's, that's, yeah, it's, it was beautiful in that sense for some. But. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, uh, Jordan, what I would like to do, I would like to get into body movement. <laughs> Sorry, it's body moving. Just walk by. She's awesome. Uh, uh, I would like to get into what you know, what we were talking about 
a couple of nights ago as far as what's going on in Chicago in as many details or as little details as you can provide what is happening in Chicago because what we, what we talked about I've never heard I've never heard of this happening I didn't know this was something that was going on and so you shed a light on something that I didn't know was happening and now I'm I'm obsessed. Yeah. I want to know what I want to know what you know as much as you can tell me. Yeah, and I'm glad that you say that. Honestly, that's actually uh, in a way that's that's reinvigorating for me. Why I talk about it still because when I'm at a conference like this or something, because sometimes I feel like everyone knows about it. They don't want to hear you talk about it. You know sure. what I mean? And sometimes I almost catch myself. You know, and then sure enough that you've never heard of it. You know, and I was like, wow, this is why I do this. You yeah, know, this is why I want to get this awareness out there. Some people don't know about it. Um, but I got to give a shout out, <clears throat> number one, first and foremost, to who put me on to this, and that's Thomas Hargrove of the Murder Accountability Project. Uh, he was, and I forgive me, Tom, if I'm misquoting, but I believe he worked. He was a journalist for the Washington Post. I know he's out of Washington. Okay. Uh, he used to be a White House correspondent, and he he uh, he got into this. I don't know his full background as far as how, how or why he got into that uh, field, but essentially, it's creating a computer algorithm. Okay. Okay, for putting together crime statistics and he I when I first kind of heard about him was I don't know if I heard about him with this if that was the first time I had heard about it, I think it might have been I know that he had alerted uh, uh, Gary PD Gary's just crossed the border in Indiana sure, okay yeah. it's like a Michael Jackson yes thank you yes they actually just made that like a kind of touristy home I don't know if oh you knew cool that. yeah I didn't yes, know that yeah it's kind of yeah so it's kind of cool uh, but <clears throat> so it's just less than a half hour from Chicago but anyway he alerted them in 2010 uh, that based on his algorithm that there was showing uh, primarily I believe these were strangulations of women that were going unsolved and strangulations tend to have a higher clearance rate than otherwise murders because they tend to be they tend to be the spouse yeah you know or, yeah. or, or, or jilted ex-lover because yeah there, there, there's a there's a passion behind that yeah, as exactly. opposed to like a gun a gunshot yeah they yeah. have a higher proclivity of solvent rate you know compared to you know a, a gangbanger shooting or yeah. something right so they were showing up as being unsolved in, in, a, in a clustered pattern. So he alerted them, hey, I think you might, might have a serial killer. Yeah. You know? um, and they, essentially, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he said it quite so casual. Yeah. Um, but they, in so many words, ignored him. Uh, and then in 2014, so four years go by, and I can't quote how many other victims uh, took place in that time, but I, I, I do believe there was at least one or two more victims that yeah. could have been prevented, right? Yeah. Um, and that in 2014, it, it, it came out on DNA evidence linked uh, Darren Dean Van was, was the, uh, the, the serial killer at large. Uh, so he's now uh, in custody. I don't follow up on, on, that, on yeah. that case. I don't know exactly what his status is. But so that's what kind of put him, Tom, on, on the uh, Mr. Hargrove on the on the map, if you will, as yeah. far as that. No pun intended. That's the name of his company, Map. So. Map. <laughs> so uh, sorry. Uh, so. Uh, but <clears throat> he learned in Chicago about similar patterns that were developing across Chicago. And they, I guess, learned from Gary. They listened, right? Yeah. So there is now an FBI task force that was formulated. There's six, uh, six detectives uh, from, I believe they're all from Sh Chicago PD that, uh, that are essentially deputized under the FBI on yeah. this task force. And... Um, <clears throat> looking into these serial patterns. And I spoke with one of those detectives um, uh, that's deputized by the FBI. And I, I, I guess I'll get around to how that happened. I don't want to... i got to go sequentially as sure. much as possible here. So <clears throat> so essentially, I don't want to say how I how I came to put my theory together because that might be revealing of some things that sure. we don't want to reveal because we don't want to tip this guy off, At all. right? At all. Um, 
because this this serial killer is still at large. Uh, so let me make that abundantly clear. There was there was uh, there was a homicide in as early as December on the south side, not far from where I live actually. Um, and uh, this, it, I believe, I'm, I apologize, but I believe this was a strangulation. A lot of these, these are the strangulations or blunt force trauma, yeah. or a lot of them are both. And that, that's kind of unique in a sense that they be both. And a lot of these are. Uh, it's also what, what links these in the series is uh, the, way they're, the way these women are discarded, if you will, and, yeah. the, and the women themselves, the way yes. they're chosen. These are, these, are, these are women of the night, if you yeah, will, sure. you know, of the oldest Sex profession. Workers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or... Excuse me, or not always that they're always drug, they're also, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, drug addicts yeah, yeah. Or, or you know otherwise homeless, yeah, yeah you know house yeah. deprived homeless whatever you want to call them pe- pe- a, people people that kind of get thrown away. It's by the society. oldest thing in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the fact yeah. That We deal with that a lot on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they're the ones that nobody's gonna miss, or so to speak. You yes. know, that's and, I, and that's part. I think that's part of why these killers choose them. Yes, but yes. I, I also think it's just basic. I, I do believe that killers are basic opportunists. You Absolutely, know? I totally one hundred percent agree. You know, I don't agree with the whole mastermind theory no. behind. No, if you if you hate women, mm. you want to sexually assault women, and there's the streets are littered with women that you in your mind, yeah. think you don't give a shit about them, yeah. so you probably figure most people don't. Yeah. It's not this like complicated thing. That's who you're gonna target. And it's out at these hours of the night kind yeah. of thing. You know, I'm not speaking from an outside perspective either. Like I, I've. I've done a lot of process serving as sure. a private detective. That's one of the things we do is a lot of, I've done a lot of surveillance. You know, I'm in the, the proverbial like with the hood. Like with the big camera, like <laughs> hanging out of the thing? The <laughs> no, nothing too dramatic. Hanging out of the window? You know? No, I don't want to be noticed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, uh, hey, what's that guy doing? Yeah, that, what's that white guy doing yeah, with so that huge camera? There's some white dude uh, on my street. Like, he's just got this big camera. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The lens is two feet long. I always long. tell them it's I'm crazy. a surveyor, by the way. Every PI, that's a, that's an inside joke to PIs out there listening. We all surveying? Yeah, we all say, we're just surveying. <laughs> and then you always get this bewildered look from someone yeah. like, what are you surveying? Like, I'm trafficking yeah, in the area. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surveying traffic and yeah. get, just just go away you yeah know? <laughs> so um yeah but yeah i have tinted windows too but they always inev- invariably they notice you at some point sure and talk to you the neighbors not the people you're watching right I, that, that's rarely rarely happened but anyway that's just I'm, I'm sidetracking here um so bring me back where, where so you're <laughs> saying that you're not you're not an outsider you've been you've, you've yeah, been in these po- neighborhoods point is you've, yeah, you've I, yeah. I've, I've seen these streets i've walked these streets you know i've walked these crime scenes you know when i first got my private detective license that was that was one of the first things on my mind, you know, because I'd stu- I'd known about this case before I got my license, you know. So, as soon as I got it, that was uh, you know the winter of the pandemic. Yeah, the streets are quiet, right? Remember yeah. Everybody's. I was out, man. I was walking these crime scenes, you know. I wanted to like just see. I wasn't knocking on doors. So I will say that I did not because I thought, you know what? A part of it was because I didn't know, like, as a new PI, like, should I just go out here ruffling feathers right away, you know? So that was a little. That was part of it. Also, I just I don't want to, and I'm I'm still like that with. In the cases I work, you know, I work otherwise uh, cold cases, you know, um, uh, as I was saying, not as not as often as maybe I'd like to. But, I, you know, I, I work them and I, I don't want to you don't want to ever prematurely um, contact the families or, or contact anybody. that's gonna, You don't want to stir up emotions if you don't have to, you know, if, unless you really got a positive, strong lead. It's just it's just disrespectful, you know. So. Um, so, you know, I didn't hit up. I didn't do any neighbor neighbor canvassing, as you, as you call it. But I. I did walk the scenes. I wanted to see what did he see, you know? Yeah. I wanted to see what happened here. <clears throat> so, anyway, um, jumping around again. So, what, what got me basically, uh, what, I, what I started with, I won't say how I started it, but because I could give some things away I don't want to give away. 
Uh, but I got a I got a FOIA on a, a victim. The first FOIA I requested from CPD. Yeah. Uh, the the first was on uh, Teresa Bunn, and so I I thought about this. Should I say the victims' names? Yeah, we should say the victims' names. There's yeah. nothing wrong with remembering the victims. They should At be all. remembered. You know. Absolutely. So Teresa Bunn. Teresa Bunn. Yeah. She uh, she was she was burned in. Oh, sorry. We're getting straight. We got a visitor. Um, we're we're going to take a quick second break. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So she told she told uh, my co-host to uh, be careful about those dick pics. It's it's an in, it's an inside joke from right. an episode of our podcast. Um, anyway, Jordan, sorry. So we were at uh, Teresa, Teresa Bunn. Bunn. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I started with her uh, because actually I started with her and well yeah I started with her but the next I already knew who my next foyer was gonna be was gonna be Hazel Marion Lewis. Okay, so that's another name to remember. So those two women were killed one day apart. Yeah. About a mile apart in almost the exact same fashion, um, strangulation, and they were both burned, and they were both put in a trash can. So that's what I started there because it doesn't take a PI or, you know, or an expert criminologist or something to see that probably the same guy did this. You know what I mean? Um, So I thought, let's start with the most obvious, so to speak, and work out from there. That was kind of my, my theory, I guess, or my strategy. Um, and what I got out of her FOIA is number one, I, I don't want to discredit what, how CPD worked this case because they painstakingly exhaustively, you know, the way they, the way they meticulously broke it down, I can see why they narrow it in on sure. as a, the prime suspect, the uh, father of the unborn child, uh, to, to, to Ms. Bunn. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think it was, but I can see why they did. And and um, I've shared this with some other people that I'm working with. Uh, you know, I've shared this with Mr. Hargrove. I've shared this with another uh, a former crime reporter who I, whose source, whose name I won't reveal. I've sure. got to protect their identity. Um, but you know, they they essentially agree that yeah, we it, it looks like it very well. I can see why they thought it was the father and the unborn child. But yeah. that's not it's not who I think it was. Who I think it was, and, and that name I won't reveal. Not. Uh, not for legal reasons or anything, but just be- <laughs> I just won't reveal it. Let's yeah. just let's leave it at that. <laughs> Keep it at that. <laughs> let's leave it at that. Uh, he lived seven blocks away from her at the time, and he, thereby he also lived four blocks away from Miss Lewis at the time. So he was within basically halfway in between both of them yeah. near Washington Park in Chicago. That's why I started looking closer at, at this individual and running uh, ran a background on him. And um, essentially, what I, I found that he was in less than a mile to three other of the homicides in the series. Now, less than a mile is, you know, like, you know four or five blocks on one, like maybe eight blocks in the other one. Yeah. You know, you think, yeah, but it's Chicago. That's, that's not that close, Yeah, right? yeah. Yes and no. I mean, if you're somebody who has access to a lot of different properties, which this individual would because of the line of work that they're in, which, again, I won't reveal. Sure. Um, but they would have had access to a lot of 
different locations. They would have been mobile. They would have been moving around. People would have seen this person. They would have known this person. They wouldn't have thought twice if this person was out yes. walking around at 2 a.m. To blend in. Yeah. So that's what started me with those two. But there's there's also a, 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 so I'll, I'll get to the point then when I spoke with the uh, the FBI detective, the, the deputized detective. Um, so he called me because I had spoke to a sergeant that I knew. Um, he basically said, hey, you know, I, I've got... I've got a guy that's working this task force. I'll have him call you. You know, so they called me because I came up with a, I guess you would call it a signature identifier. Yeah. Of this, of this uh, perpetrator. I noticed in some of the other FOIAs that I got, I ended up getting some more. Uh, wit- witnesses would say, in, in at least three of them, I found witnesses would say they heard different types of squealing uh, noises the night before, and then they, and then they, you know, next thing you know, we got a, we got a body the next day. They're found in trash cans, right? And one of them was even uh, that sound. Those sounds were made when they when the, the victim wasn't found in the trash can. I can't recall that name offhand right now, but essentially what I came up with these are the uh, the large metal trash cans. They're not the smaller yeah. plastic ones. Like where all the trash goes. Yeah. Uh, not the not the super large yeah. ones because there's different variants. But sizes. larger than like the Oscar yeah. the Grouch tr- trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're big enough. They're big enough that you know you can fit several bags in them. Uh, I believe this individual has a uh, a tick, if you will, that he he has to put these women in these trash cans and push them around. Not just put them in it. It's not just to you know put them in it to to store them to hide the crime. You know, it's it's not that. It's more than that. Um, and that's the that's the definition of a signature. It's yeah. something particular about that offender that's not necessary to complete the crime, right? It's not necessary to complete the task. It's just something they got to do. You know, a person could, you know, could leave their uh, the, their victim's, you know, socks on or, or, or purposely put their shoes on. If they yeah. Want. Something weird, you know, that, that's the signature. Okay, this is this guy's signature, um, I believe. So that's what I shared with the FBI uh, detective that called me, and I could, I could tell that he was receptive of it. Uh, I could tell that it was something new to them, and I could also I also learned from that conversation that uh, the offender that I had in mind wasn't news to them. He was on their radar as well. Um, wouldn't confirm or deny whether you know whether they were narrowing in on him either. They just kind of he just kind of said, "Yeah, we we this ain't the first time we're hearing about this one, right?" Yeah. So. I left it at that. That's the FBI for you. They're not going to tell you much. I understand that. You know, that's I, I wasn't really expecting more than that. Right. Um, I've since reached back out to them uh, because I, there is another there is another individual. So uh, essentially, what I'm saying is there's two serial killers. Oh wow. Um, one. Uh, man, I got to be careful. I say this. So one. One is. Uh, one is not at large, okay? Put it that way. Okay. One's not at large. We'll leave it at that. One is, okay? Um, so, and, and furthermore, what I think, what I'm imploring, I guess, uh, out, out to the FBI if they hear this, uh, I, I believe these, these victims of the suburbs need to be connected as well. Because this is just a Chicago task force, but I don't know how familiar you are with Chicago it's probably similar with you're from Baltimore. It's yes. probably similar. Yeah. Um, in Chicago, very much anyone can tell you that, you know, you'll, you'll just 
play hopscotch and be in Chicago and then you're in a suburb. You know? Yeah, very much so. Uh, more so within Baltimore, uh, they've districted off a lot of the poor neighborhoods, but you can you can walk five blocks in a direction and go from the most impoverished neighborhood you've ever yes. seen to like condominiums and, yep. and you know, so they fit a lot in a small space. There's a suburb divide like that in Chicago, but even even in even in city neighborhoods, I mean Inglewood's a horrible neighborhood, uh, high crime rate and, and it's and then you got right next door to Beverly, which is a very nice neighborhood, you know. Similar, so, very yeah, similar to Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my uh, my point is, there's a victim, uh, there's a victim out of Riverdale suburb, uh, which is right next, to, right on the far south side, you know, right up against Chicago. Um, and her name, again, to say their name, her name is Rachel Catledge. Rachel Catledge. And Rachel was also burned and pregnant. Oh wow. So again, they looked at the father of the unborn child. Yes. Right. I can't say so much for him. But I'm going to revert back real quick to Teresa Bunn because I forgot something I wanted to mention. Uh, that father of the unborn child, I've, I've looked into him, and, you know, I don't know everything about him, but I can tell you he's led a very squeaky clean life since. Yes. Uh, he's got no criminal record. He's, um, you know, went on to get a bachelor's degree. It, it, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't hang out with the guy, so I can't tell you, you know, sure. 100%. But it, it looks to me... He didn't continue down a path of violence that would make you think that he's the Correct. guy that did that. Correct. And with this individual, I don't know enough about him. I couldn't find enough of uh, Rachel Catledge, uh, the, the father of uh, her unborn child. Sure, I but I see the enough. connection, though, because if you don't believe that <clears throat> the father of Teresa Bunce, uh, that's did killed her, but the, the two deaths are similar between Teresa Bunn and Rachel, Rachel Catledge. Correct. They could be connected. That's what I'm getting yeah, at. Absolutely, yeah. Now, and it's, and it's a strange thing because we're not talking about women that are showing pregnant yeah. necessarily in Teresa's case she would have been but not in Rachel's if I remember right Teresa was seven months pregnant so if I if I recall I hope I'm not misquoting that um, but Ra Rachel Rachel was much less so meaning what I'm getting at is a theory that somebody's going around targeting pregnant women right or something like that yeah. you know well she's not showing so I understand how a critic could look at that and say well how would he know I mean, it's an inter it's an intercommunal neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, black people have a lot of type of uh, watering hole type situations, like a barbershop, a grocery store, or whatever, where people just casually talk. You know. And Thank pe you. People know people know people know people. You know. Thank you. That, that's, that, actually, that's, that's not hard to fathom that's at all. Actually, part of what I'm what I'm getting at, and I'm gonna go. I was thinking, do I want to propose this or not? But I, I, I said the odds of our killer listening to this podcast are very slim. I think so. Jordan, we are the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. But go ahead. I continue. don't mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. Go ahead. Get this guy off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here dissing my podcast. No, not that at all, man. Sorry. I just think that they're probably, you know. Yeah, busy. They're yeah. scumbags. Yeah, yeah, they're busy. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. busy killing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. So, no, but um, so, so I do think that it's possible that, because there's no seeker that in, in the ghettos, uh, contract killers is a, is a, is a thing. It's yeah. totally a thing. They're very uh, cheap any, as well. Any, anyone... I don't know. If people think that doesn't exist. You're living yeah. under a rock. Um, it's very much a thing. But, of course, it is more confined to gang relations. It is more confined to, uh, you know, si silencing a witness, you know, things like this. Um, <clears throat> but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen in other capacities. Sure. Okay. People, there's some, there's criminal, criminality thrives. And if somebody's down and out and they're already a scumbag and somebody offers them five grand to take someone out, Everybody like, won't turn that down. Yeah, they, yeah. Not everybody's gonna turn that down. So, that's that's a possibility. Um, there's a, there's a, there's other possibilities. The same individual though. That, I, I'm, I 
was jumping around again. That same individual that I mentioned, um, the one that's at large, uh, also lived within seven blocks of Rachel Catledge. Yes. I'm going to mention another victim. Uh, she, she was not included in the series uh, because she was, her death was ruled accidental overdose. Yeah. So that's why she wasn't included in the series. Her name is Kalina Hamilton. And I want to I put her name, I want to include her in this as well. Because I believe her overdose included, and I hope I'm correct on this, there's three different substances. I want to say it was heroin, cocaine, and, and uh, alcoholism. Oh, wow. An extreme amount of alcohol. Kalina was paced, placed in a trash can. Right? Her body was in a trash can. So, again, we're going back to the whole trash can thing. Why, if, if somebody just ODs and nobody's responsible for it, why is somebody going out of their way to dump her in a trash can? Yeah. Right? If it's just an OD, if it's just a drug overdose, right. like, why are you not just, why are you, you know, it's yeah, just. Why didn't they find her in her apartment? I mean, or that's on, what yeah. happens yeah. in the hood. Like, somebody, yeah. maybe somebody reported, maybe somebody won't report it, but you're not going to go out of your way to touch that body. Absolutely unless you not. had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because right? now you're involved. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm jumping around, but you got any? I guess you got any questions? Um, <laughs> well, um, my only question is, um, so you believe that a suspect is still at large? Yeah, and when he you is said, still when at you, large. When, when you said if it was 20, you'd be for sure. But you believe that th- this will, con- this, this could continue, and that number could do. Well, we got one as recently as December. Yeah. So you're on the ground. You're, you believe you're on the ground floor of something of of a person who needs to be taken off the street because. If at the pace that they're going, they could get to 20. Itself. Yeah, this same individual uh, in my in my background uh, in my background check, the same individual, as far as the recent one that happened in December. Now, <clears throat> any PI, PI out there can tell you databases are not always 100% accurate as yeah. far as the time frames of when somebody lives somewhere or when they have their <laughs> or when they have their utilities. Uh, you know, a process at a, at a particular, or not process, but uh, assigned at a particular property uh, with their name under record. They're not always 100% accurate. Uh, but this individual was tied to a property that was, again, within a mile radius of this recent victim, but not at this time. Uh, he was linked there going back several years ago. Um, but so someone, a naysayer, would say, well, that's just coincidence. He wasn't, he wasn't there now. It's like, well, I've seen databases where... Uh, it says that they were at that property years ago. They're no longer there, but they're still there. Yeah. You know, or the vehicle was registered, you know, five years ago, but they're still driving that vehicle around, yeah. right? Because so I, I've seen it. I've worked those cases, you know, in, in in otherwise capacities. So I'm not for me. It's it's for me. I, my mind's it's not made up because that's that that would be prejudicing my investigation. Sure. It's not like I'm just like yeah, it's this guy 100. percent No, not at all. I'm looking at him. Yeah. And and I wish I could. I wish I could work this more. Unfortunately, I'm not getting paid for this, you know, and sure. I have to make yeah. a living, right? Yes, absolutely. So, unfortunately, I, I don't get to put the time into this that I want to, but I'm I'm putting this out there as a beacon, like I said, again, uh, you know, to the FBI. For those, number one, for those two, I'm proposing two different things right there. I'm proposing that Kalina Hamilton be included in the series and that they look, they look harder at that case, and I'm proposing that, uh, Rachel Catledge and, and otherwise uh, suburban victims to be included in this uh, task force investigation uh, because I think that this killer has teetered out to the 
uh, nearby, especially south suburbs and, and and potentially even the west suburbs. But I'm I'm leaning more the south suburbs. Wow. So yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think that it's important to continue to just spread awareness, and hopefully that leads to the eyes of you know a full-on task force or you know whatever whatever the case is, whatever the next steps are. Um, I, I you know you got to spread awareness, and you're doing that, and I think that that's awesome. And you're also boots on the ground, finding clues, putting together theories. And so I appreciate that, man. That, that's really awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pull in some other facts. I'm, I'm sorry. We've just been leaving some things out. So, so essentially, another thing I kind of wanted to put out there, as far as you said about, you know, people talk, right? They just, yeah. just conversation. Well, again, maybe this, now this one I will admit. This could be totally coincidence. But I found it interesting. I thought I just wanted to look into it. So there was a serial killer that was that was uh, active in the 90s in Chicago. Andre Crawford's his name. Yes. So he was he was brought into custody in 2000. Okay. And so that's why these unsolved killings. Uh, there's 50. Well, there was last the the stats I knew were 55, but then this recent victim in December. So we're going to call it 56, I suppose. Um, is going back to 2001, okay? So they that's why they kind of started formulating these as, obviously, Andre, right? He's yeah. In, he's incarcerated. Um, forgive me, I don't remember when Andre was convicted. Yeah, no I, 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 but I know he was taken into custody in 2000. So I know that I did a, I did a background. Andre Crawford was living, again, within a mile radius oh, wow. of my guy. Yeah. Right? The guy wow. I'm looking at. Yeah. Right? During that time. Yeah. And the time frames match on the, on the databases. So, again, might mean nothing. Yeah. But, but it might not. It might mean something. Copycats yeah. get, not, not necessarily copycats, but just if you already have a proclivity and you see, you know, you see something going on around you and then you see this guy taken into custody and he's on your radar now all of a sudden, I, I do think there's a certain degree of, of a killer mindset that's... Um, encouraged by that or invigorated by that to some degree it, it emboldens them like well you know why can't it, why can i do that you know you know whatever um in so many words yeah i thought it was interesting that they were they lived in that close radius um there was a task force in the 90s that brought about so that's another reason i, I want to look into these i i also want to look into these because i work criminal defense cases wrongful conviction cases you know that's that's also something i that's important on my radar i couldn't help but consider how many of these cases, and I can't find this out, they won't give me this information, sure. uh, how many of these in the 90s uh, that were cleared were not uh, linked by DNA evidence, ones that weren't linked, right, yeah. DNA evidence. So it's got me thinking, you know, Andre Crawford was convicted, right? Do we know for sure he wasn't responsible for more? Do we know for sure this guy at large isn't responsible for more also in the 90s? You know, yeah. How do we know they weren't interlapping, going on at the same time? So not only do I want to obviously first and foremost get this guy off the street but i i want to look into those convictions yeah and 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 you know are they um are they merit worthy you know yeah i mean absolutely. did we get it wrong you know so yeah so that's that's because dna evidence wasn't really prevalent yet in the late yeah. 90s you know what i mean it just was it was it was around but it wasn't really it wasn't what it is today no there's still a backlog today yeah you know absolutely. there's still a huge backlog it's part of what the problem is with this investigation with this case so yeah. um that's how they were able to clear, though. I want to. I do want to mention that is. I, I believe the number is 21 of these recent since. When I say recent since 2001 of, the, of these killings were cleared uh, by DNA evidence. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's 21 of them were that were obviously not linked to the the, right. the one at large. But there's 
those guys were convicted. Those 21 separate offenders were, were, were convicted, you know, and it's, it kept happening. So, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it was, it's it not was, solved. No, we're, yeah. and we're, and we're talking very similar in nature. Again, the strangulation, the blunt force trauma, the way in which they're decarded, uh, discarded in a trash can or in an open field or, or, or alley, open lot or alley. But a lot of, a lot of trash cans. Yeah. A, lo- a yeah. lot of that. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean. That's that's very powerful. Again, that is something that we try to focus on and spotlight here on this podcast. And so I appreciate you, you know, sitting down and talking to me about this. I would love for you to, you know, plug anything you want to plug, shout out anybody you want to shout out, whatever you, you know, whatever you go for it. You know? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Kira. I forgive me if it's I might be pronouncing it wrong. Kira, Kira, uh, led home of the Northwestern Medill. Uh, School of Journalism. She's she's reached out to me on this. Actually, I think I, I initially reached out to her. She wrote a great article on the on the on the recent killing that happened in December, and I reached out to her about that and uh, proposed to her my theory. We we talked. She's she's sent me some great uh, data points that she's collected. Yeah. Um. You know. So yeah. If if you hear this, I, I I'm sorry that I haven't gotten in touch with you lately. It's been a very busy uh very been a very busy year. But sure. I do want to get linked back up with her and and get to work on on some of this um also obviously shout out to to thomas hargrove for putting me onto this i mean he's just a brilliant brilliant guy you know for putting this thing together um you know and then to uh you know to my uh my, my news uh, correspondent you know who you are i i'm going to be in touch with you soon as well hope all is well with you um so yeah and and then you know ultimately i gotta say this and i gotta give a shameful plug right to my to my to my business uh n- no but in all in all sincerity uh to if there is anyone that's that knows someone who knows someone right who's a uh, who's in this who's in the the, uh, the the sex industry in chicago or or who's in and you know got a drug ad, uh, problem in chicago or maybe it may be time to time homeless however it may be talk to them you know they're the eyes and ears of the street yes. you know they're always out there right call me if you guys don't trust the police you know for whatever your reasons are you got a bad relations you think someone's going to target you you know this and that uh i'll keep your information 100 percent confidential yeah. you know um i i gotta protect my sources you know and, and i just i just want to find the guy so if you got anything call me um you know the, the business line is uh 312-489-8867 you can reach me at uh, www.rapischicago.com that's RA Private Investigation Security Incorporated I, I look forward to talking with you if you got any leads uh, to finding the serial killer at large that's it Jordan Share, thank you very much man uh, I know you're going to Hawaii so I'll go ahead and say <laughs> aloha to you and have a good time on a, a much deserved vacation man. thank you sir I appreciate it Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 